0: یه فرصت خوب حالا پشت مدفقا خلاداد عزیزی
1: توی دربازه در در گول گول بلای ایران خلاداد عزیزی باز هم توی دربازه گشت سردارات بود توی دربازه سردارات بود به نماز بود به
2: ایران
3: بزنه کریم توی so welcome back to Global Zan Podcast. My name is Ari Alavadi. Today we're really pleased to be covering the Women's Asian Cup 2022 that's going to be held in India. Um, Iran plays their first game against India on the 20th of uh, January. Um, I'm really pleased today to be joined by uh, two friends of the podcast, Katalin Khosroyar, former Iran U19 uh, national team head coach, and also Sahar from Tupotak uh, on YouTube, who I was recently uh, on. Uh, how are we both doing?
1: I'm doing really well. Thank you for inviting uh, two women who are striving to do their absolute best and giving the world better recognition about Iranian women's football.
0: Um, Thank you, Arya john Thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, thanks uh, for this opportunity. It's it's a great thing to talk about AFC Women's Asian Cup.
3: Fantastic. Okay, so... Uh, first at question I want to ask is actually to Kat. You obviously used to play for the Iranian national team. Um, how much has has that team that you played uh, in changed to the one today?
1: Fortunately, we, there are still some players from uh, back whenever I was a player playing, and they are the you know they're the leading forces of the national team. And we have now exceptional young players from whenever I was the head coach of the under 19 national team. Overall, it's a pretty strong mix and uh, you're going to see some very talented players. And uh, overall, I think uh, there's going to be a a good mix of the older players with the the youth players.
3: Excellent. Hopefully, uh, obviously, some of the young players that we are seeing uh, in this team can perform in this tournament. Um, Sarah, coming to you, um, obviously, the preparation for this competition hasn't been great. We've not had... Uh, I think many friendlies or any at all, to be honest. Um, how can that lack of preparation affect uh, this team uh, coming up in this tournament?
0: Yeah, I want to talk about Group A uh, friendlies and preparation they've had they've had so far. Um, so um, starting with India, we've got a game on Thursday with them, and they have had sixteen games this year compared to Iran, and they've had six, which three of them were against Uzbekistan which I find it strange, like there were three games in June and uh, two in August, all uh, against Uzbekistan. And then we had one in June with Belarus, um, which we lost 6-0. You know, and uh, China has got five, which comes after us. And then China, China Chinese Taipei has um, three games. And then they only had one friendly, the rest was just the quality, qualifiers. Um well I mean comparing it to China and uh, well we had more games but uh, considering that they, they were all against Uzbekistan um unfortunately we didn't have um, enough games to you know prepare the team um and also this is our first time in AFC uh, Women's Asian Cup so um I'm sure I mean I believe in all the uh, uh, the players and uh I know that what they are one of the best but um the fact that it's the first uh, c- competition uh, that they're doing and, um, you know, the pressure mentally, um, it could be a bit, st- maybe, maybe it could be a bit difficult for them.
3: Yeah, and you mentioned, obviously, it's the first time Iran has qualified to the Women's Asian Cup. Uh, Kat, Mar- Mariam Irandoust, uh, the national team head coach, is a friend of yours. How can she uh, motivate these, um, these women to, to perform at this uh, competition?
1: Well, if there's one thing that uh, Coach Iran Dus does not lack is her motivational skills in, you know, the, prepping the players mentally, psychologically, and emotionally to be able to come out um, strong from this tournament. She's done a wonderful job uh, via her social media channels, uh, via uh, pushing uh, broadcast journalists, journalists, um, like newspapers, magazines, you name it, even celebrities to uh, start supporting uh the the national women's team and uh, you know she's she's come a very long way on putting iran women's football on the map as well as you know gaining momentum uh, within the country as well from people you would have never expect to know about the iran women's national team and uh, it's been a hot topic for the past nine months and you know she's she's definitely done a great job in bringing all her forces and energy together to get the girls ready um psychologically
3: yeah, and, you know, she, you know, I think ultimately this shows that she's shown, I think, a lot more uh, that this team needs a, a real leader. Uh, and I think she's shown that, you know, especially with the the, the issues that have been uh, surrounding the national team in the last couple of months with Zore Kodai, who we had you on to speak about. Um, Kat, and it was obviously a bit of a controversy that shouldn't have happened. You know, it shouldn't have happened. It sh- it was a, a ridiculous um, claim by the Jordanian FA. How can Zohre um, uh, you know, show herself in this tournament?
1: By continuing doing what she does best—her saving goals, saving penalties, and being a force of nature on the team. Uh, whenever I was a teammate of Zohre, you know, we w- we would always have you know our little pep talks before, and she's the one that. You know, brings the, the entire team together but uh, out of everyone on the team Zohre is really ready to kill it this tournament because of uh, you know what happened to her unjustly a few months ago and she wants to prove herself and you know make her mark as one of the best goalkeepers of Asia
3: yeah absolutely um, Sarah coming to you um, what do you expect from this team at this tournament
0: as Cad um, mentioned, Mirandos I mean, I've been following the team uh, on uh, social media, and um, um, lots of exposure, lots of you know, uh, pe- pe- lots of people uh, talking about it, and sort of uh, the, the coach as well, motivating them and putting videos up. And um, they have, they are very motivated, and they want to prove that th- they have done a lot of work, and they uh, want to do their best and so i i really can't say because honestly i don't i'm i do think that um they, they can there they would be good results i'm sure i mean i don't know about india it's a bit scary but i think uh the rest of the games we can see really good results
3: yeah as you mentioned uh, iran are playing against india china and chinese taipei you know for sure they're going to be Credible credible opponents who will be there to compete, um, you know, and, and I think it's going to be tough for, for Iran for sure. I think it could be a good challenge for them. Uh, I yeah, think it's, it's, you know, yeah, it's
0: India's 10th time being in the AFC,
3: the, the Cups. They're more experienced than the Iranian national team in, in this tournament. This is our first time. And I think, as I said, I think it's a, it's a real challenge for them. But I think it's important that we we go there with a, with a confidence that we're, you know, we've qualified and we have the right to be there. You know, I think uh, if the, the the team can do that, uh, you know, I believe they've, they've got every potential. And there's, there's very good players in this team. So I want to, uh, Kat, I want to speak ask you about the, some of the individual players. Behnaz uh, Tariq is the captain. And what can you tell us about her leadership uh, on the pitch and off the pitch?
1: You know, Bechno's off the pitch is your silly girl that jokes around all the time. And, uh, you know, she's just so much fun to be around. But on the field, she's a beast and she definitely has the capability and ability to, you know, make sure the team is on the right track. Um, So, for example, if a team is down one zero, she's not the type that's going to yell and argue with you or, um, you know, pinpoint players out to blame them. She's going to say to everyone, you know, brush it off. It's zero zero. We need to keep fighting and pushing. Uh, she has a very unusual character because, um, you know, when you look at her, uh, you can't tell if she's happy or mad. And this is actually the beauty of, of Behnaz. But, uh, you know, overall, she's a, such a strong leader. And I think uh, Coach Giranjous uh, chose the, the best captain for this tournament. And, you know, overall, uh, if you ever want to get to know Behnaz, um, she she loves really, uh, she loves rap, Iranian rap music. And uh, she can probably sing for you verse by verse every rap song uh, that has ever been made in Iran. And uh, <laughs> overall, great leader on the field and also um, great human off the field too.
3: Fantastic. That's what you want to hear uh, about your captain. Um, the goals for Iran, uh, Zahra, uh, Gambari and Hajar Dabari.
1: Zahra Gambari is not joining the national team. Yeah, okay. I think there uh, was a last-minute uh, pull out from the tournament due to unforeseeable circumstances.
3: All right, but Hajar uh, Dabari, young player, looks really talented. What can you tell us about her?
1: So it will be um, Hajar and Nagin Zandi who will be right. the the forwards. Negin Zandi as well, very very young player. Um, but she is, um, you know, a force to reckon with uh, very fast, uh, beautiful technique on the ball at a high pace. And hajar are the same. But Hajar obviously has a lot more experience than Negin and Zandi. But whenever they did play together, they, they do create magic up top and are able to create some great open spaces. And if you do give them a, a through ball, there is no way you can stop them. Uh, these two, what they have to watch out for the most is that most likely, the center backs of the opponent, opponent team, opponents, team. Sorry, uh, they will be man-to-man marking or cutting off their space. So they do have to be able to read that, get, read that, so they can find an open space. And especially if there's a, a good cross coming in from the sides or from the wings, uh, they should make some pretty clever movements to to get the ball back of the net.
3: Okay, let's go to a different segment in the podcast. We have an interview that Samson. Whenever. Editors uh did with uh, the two the Royed Parvar sisters Kimya and Vida who obviously were hoping to to be part of this squad for the Asian Cup currently playing for Vanderbilt University. Uh, let's go to the interview just now.
2: All right, thanks guys, and thank you again for listening to bazan on this uh, special bonus episode previewing the 2022 Women's Asian Cup. Iran, of course, making their debut. And I have with me experienced players both in American college soccer as well as the Iran U19 national team when they faced off against Asian competition playing for Kat Poshrayar. I have with me Kimya and Vida Parvar. Guys, welcome again.
4: Thank you for having us. us.
2: For those who are maybe a little bit new to us. I interviewed uh, these two players. Uh, they play in NCAA Division I in the Southeastern Conference. Uh, for those who aren't familiar, Kimya helped lead Vanderbilt to an SEC tournament championship. If you haven't listened to my interview with them, I believe that was December of 2020. Kimya, you uh, just finished off your junior season and you had Vita join you as a freshman.
4: It's not something new for us. We've always been together. Um, but it was something a little different because we always had to compete every single day. And I think it was just a little bit more fun because you had your sister to always compete against. And you always have someone who can help support you and just back you up in every single day and every practice that you have.
2: And, and Vita, your first, uh, you got, had a semester of preparation last spring and then in the fall. Uh, What was this process been like for you? You, I mean, usually freshmen, they come on, they're still new, but yeah. second semester
5: It's very up and down for me. My first two semesters were filled with a lot of injury and like a lot of learning, you know, coming off, pulling my hamstring, my ankle got a concussion, you know, a lot of injuries that prohibit you, especially during season, like you need to be tip top shape. And I think the biggest thing with like college soccer is like, for me at least is like what, the new being in shape is, especially in the SEC, where it's a lot of running and a lot of being physical. So that some those two semesters for me, especially last semester, was what just like a learning experience. You know how to prepare after injuries and how to get back in shape and how to change your style from playing a bunch of technical Asian teams to teams who are reliant on their speed and their strength in the SEC.
2: Now, Kimia, uh, your experience of Vanderbilt—it was your third year this past year. Uh, it was a little bit of an up and down year as well, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, can you explain to me how that went for you?
4: So I got injured pretty early in the season. I think, what has it been? It's been like, I think I got injured in September. Is that fair? September. And I'm still kind of recovering from that. It's been like five months since I even touched a bowl. But I think the past with COVID and everything, it's really impacted not just our um physical side you have to be fit all the time for soccer and that kind of drains you but also the mental side of having not being able to be with your family a lot and having that um, like social connection between each other and the team it kind of like drained us a little bit and having three semesters of that back-to-back um, it kind of I would say personally kind of impacted the way that I played this um, semester and it probably directly influenced my injury and my progress so but I mean sometimes you have an off season that's what, that's what life is you kind of just get down you have to find your way back up so
2: meanwhile the similarly women's have reached the high point of their time uh, on the international stage <laughs>
0: Uh,
2: Defeating number 63 ranked in the world, Jordan, on penalty kicks in September. That won their group and qualified Iran for the 2022 Asian Cup, where they will be facing the host nation, India, ranked number 55 in the world. And then three days later, China, number 19 in the world, the uh, 1999 World Cup runner-ups. And then three days after that, they have to gear up uh, in the final game for number 39 in the world, Taiwan. And just for comparison, Thailand, who were at the 2019 World Cup, are ranked number 38. Uh, So uh, Iran is definitely the newcomers uh, in every every shape and form for this tournament. And there are a couple questions on whether or not Iran could bring in some of the Iranian-American talent. But guys, it sounds like these injury problems uh, came out at kind of a bad time. Can you kind of expand for me and for our listeners uh, what the process was like? Was there any dialogue? Just what went on?
5: For me, uh, I did recently come out of a concussion, but I would think for me, um, it was more the reason why we didn't I didn't go specifically was to like my own personal reasons that. I my relationship with soccer and just how the season went and just relationship with fitness and all that stuff it was really not very good and I didn't think I was in a good place to go to Asian Cup at that time I didn't think I was going to contribute in a very good way and I I wanted to put myself over my sport the sport that I really loved and I think that it was a very hard decision especially someone who knows that this is an amazing opportunity, but that's the decision that I made. And I, I wouldn't take that decision back because how much I've progressed just with that break, I would say I'm in a lot better place than I was before when I had this opportunity.
2: How bad was that concussion? A lot of, a lot of people who don't have extensive uh, careers or played at a very high level understand what you uh, might go through with that process.
5: It was partially the concussion. The concussion played a lot a part like a huge part in it as well just because I wasn't playing soccer and it's just um, but basically it's you're in your own little space and you some days you just wake up and you're just not a hundred percent you just feel like 75 percent and there's nothing that you can do about it and that can last for weeks on end and you feel like you're going crazy because you're like I don't feel good. I, I don't, I, I can't walk straight. My eyes are blurry. I, I don't like I. you just not yourself. And that's basically, it's no medicine can cure that.
2: And Kimya, what were some of the obstacles for you? You touched on, you got injured in September. I believe that shut out the rest of, sh- of your season. Is that right?
4: Yeah. So I, um, in our first SEC game, I sprained my MCL pretty bad. At first I thought it was, they told me it'd be like, i would be back in a couple weeks. But as it progressed and with like x-rays and all that stuff, um, they found it was it was like I could have almost had surgery on it. Um, It was quite a bad sprain. It was almost torn to the bone. Um, So (laughs) like something like that, um, it doesn't just come back in two weeks. It it takes a lot of time to heal. And um, MCL is I, I tore my ACL four years ago. And the process for my ACL was way quicker than my MCL, which is unfortunate. So MCL is kind of tricky. Um, and I, this is not something I planned because me and Vita throughout this whole thing, we had con- constant communication between, obviously with my dad to like translate, but um, we had constant communication with the head coach. And we are like, we're going to come to the camp in December and we're going to be able to be fit and ready and play in the Asian cup. And then this kind of happened and it detoured everything that was all our plans essentially. And we wanted to come somehow, some way, just
5: didn't, eight weeks. Yeah, so it
4: didn't end up happening, it ended happening unfortunately. Um, and also I have some heart problems as well, which is not like a big deal, but I've had a couple, I've had two surgeries so far and that during that time I had to, step away from that as well to deal with
2: just to ask two women's college players to fly across the world if they're 110 healthy and ready to go it's a whole nother ball game when you have the issues that y'all dealt with so that that sounds like uh the the, the team and the fans it sounds like a downer for them but looking forward
5: I think one when, when we say off season, it's it's funny because off season for us is like we're still not even off. You know, it's even more running. It's even more weightlifting. It's even more preparing for the last six games that we have in the spring. So, off season is never off season. And so, it feels like this reoccurring thing of just going over and over and over. And like, when is there going to be a point where you just get to relax? And so, I think it's just finding a, a middle of just it's okay not to think about soccer for a week. It's fine to take off days. It's fine to rest. It's fine to think about your mental health when it comes to soccer, if you want your relationship with the sport and to do well in it to last for as long as you can. And I think that's a lot of things that are not spoken about. And I think that's a lot of things with college soccer that pushes these athletes away from pursuing professional or taking their career because they're just so burnt out.
2: So back to the 2022 Asian Cup, Uh, Of the players that are in it, how many of them uh, did you play with? What should Iranian fans know about this team or just the the program of Iranian women's uh, football making this tournament?
5: We don't know many players. Um, We obviously, we know a couple. We know like four or five. Yeah, we know Melika, we know Golnush, and we know a lot of the people that were on the U19 team with us at the time. We didn't know, we met we didn't meet the seniors we played against them one time in a scrimmage but that was it but from the foundation that was created um and the U19 camp you know a person like Melika and Golnush and like just their work ethic I think is something to be not not to underestimate them when it comes to the Asian cup I think that it was people considered it impossible for Iran to qualify for the Asian cup and now look at we look where we are so it's not I don't think, I think the culture speaks for itself and how they're pushing and they're progressing. And so I don't think it should be taken lightly.
4: And I also think that we have a lot of youth that is very, very good with what we have, with what they've dealt through. And I I don't know if they're at the national team caliber yet, but they're definitely getting there. And I think not just this year, I think just the Asian Cup is a stepping stone to bringing that talent in onto
5: the national team so that there's even more
4: progress than what is happening right now.
5: Because when we were with the U19, we were a great team, but the teams that were better than us were not the teams of our same age, but the the Iranian teams that were younger than us, the youth. And so I think that like it is for everyone, but even for Iran, it's just the youth keep getting better and better. And that's what we're hoping for Iranian national team.
2: If you're listening to us in the United States, or if you got a VPN for the United States, you will be able to stream these matches on Paramount Plus, just like for the men's qualification matches. Uh, Last question, uh, Kimya and Vida, what circumstances would bring y'all back to playing for the Team Uli women?
5: For me, it's just, you know, fixing myself basically i don't i think team le has done a great job and i think there's nothing that more that they can do with coach kat and and the head coaches and the communication there's nothing more that they can do to get us back on the team and we always say that we are part of team le regardless of like who asks but um it's more of just sometimes focusing on our own relationships with soccer that we can then give our hundred percent to something bigger than us
4: I think this is the same thing with me. I think once I get fit, I think it's for me, it's a little bit more simple. I think I just need to get over my injuries. And from there, the world, there's all these possibilities that could happen. Um, I'm definitely, once I get fit, I'm definitely, definitely open to going back to Team Medley.
2: Still a lot of hunger and unfinished business left here. I mean, you haven't yet had a chance at the senior national team. No. no,
5: we did scrimmage against them and it was, it was fun and we got to see like, great players and we also scrimmaged the younger kids and it was also it was great but watching their games it's like it's hunger that you can add something to the team and like help them in some sort of way and they can help you too I think we're also very competitive
4: people so just getting to the next level like we started at the U19 we got invited to the U23 I think it's time to step up to the national team and we want to go to the next level and I think that's the next level for us.
2: Who won that scrimmage, by the way?
5: I think with the, <laughs> the seniors, I think they did win. I think it was a blowout. I'm not sure. I don't think it was a blowout. I think they did win. But with the youth, we we did win. They're, all, they're more experienced. They've been together longer. I was just hoping they would win, but I, I didn't we, like it. We helped. I mean, we got penalties. And it was good, a good game.
2: Yeah. Kimia and Vita, I can't thank you all enough for joining us uh, yet again on Go Bazan. And we definitely will have our eyes uh, this Thursday, Sunday, and then Wednesday for team LA making their debut in the Asian cup. Proud moment for women's football in Iran and guys uh, best of luck with uh, your recovery and your upcoming games in the spring, as well as in the fall for Vanderbilt university, Iranian fans will be cheering on.
5: Thank you. Thank you.
3: Okay. We're back uh, from that interview. I appreciate Samson for doing that. Um, Last player I want to speak about is Melika Mohammadi, who obviously used to play in the United States for Emory Eagles in Atlanta uh defender um what what can you say about her cap
1: I uh I mean what can I where do I begin with her she's I've coached her since she was 12 years old and uh you know she's been progressing at uh, three football levels quite well I am very impressed with the fact that she is now moved one line ahead as a holding centre mid and because of her experience as um, centre back, she's able to defend as well as has the ability and freedom to uh, start the the building out from the back quite cohesively. Also, very young player, has great experience, moved back to Iran to help prepare with the national team so she wouldn't miss any um, time with them. And, uh, you know, if she if she is, uh, you know, mentally strong and, uh, you know, ready to to kick butt in these games, there's no way that a there's no way the opponent can get past her. And she will be the reason why the build up from the back will be successful through her beautiful through passes or through. Um, her her plays with the, the other two sentiments, depending on the formation of the team. But overall, I'm very impressed with her and very excited to see her play in this tournament and see how much she's changed since last time I saw her play. Excellent. Uh,
3: Sahar, you interviewed Fatemeh Qasimi quite recently on your uh, show to Potak uh, with RD. Um, just tell us a little quickly about that conversation and uh, what her thoughts were on this team. <laughs>
1: Um, to be uh, very
0: honest with you, we didn't uh, talk much about uh, this current team or anything. It was much, much more about her experience uh, with Team Meli. And uh, well, uh, she scored over like 10, 10 goals for Team Meli And uh, now she's in Atos uh, Shahir in Turkey. Um, and uh, yeah, she was mostly talking about uh, how the situation is uh, with Timeli and the and, and again the preparation, the camps, and everything. And but apparently, uh, from what uh, the coach Jones have uh, has said on media, uh, things are getting better. But um, we have to see if that's uh, that's the case.
1: I, I would like to add on to this yeah. as well because Sarah is correct. We have to see. I mean we we went with the best that we could. We we had camps that we didn't have any games. And statistically speaking, you know, a team like India went all the way to Brazil, played against Brazil, they played against Costa Rica and Venezuela. They have um, immense amount of training they had immense amount of training camps. Their new coach uh, is a is a big change maker. And then, you know, last time that China uh, Taipei and India played, India did win 1-0. And uh, overall speaking, we are considered the underdogs based only because of our lack of friendly games. But I think with the, the ambitions and with the, the the talent that the coaches were able to bring together, we do have a fighting chance. But we have to stay focused and confident because as we all know, uh, Iranian national team players work uh, more with their emotions. So if we can psychologically get the, the girls um, at a very... At a very good level of confidence um you know then we definitely will be very hard compo- um competitor
3: yeah tell us a little bit about the indian national team uh, what can we expect from them
1: so there are there are three players Dalima chibber um Andrew tamang and their captain Ashalata Devi. these three are you know the the backbone of the team um individually speaking all of the players are very good but one thing that india has shown us based off their performances with other with all the friendly matches is that they are a unit they work together very beautifully and they have uh, memorized each other's movements so it's going to be a tough competition but it's nothing that iran can't um, you know can't compete with uh, as far as uh, you know china taipei uh, they actually have not they've had minimal friendly games. And um, based off of my conversation with uh, people from that country, they barely had camp. So um, I think if we are able to, you know, come out of these two games quite successful, our main competitor will be China. And China being China, it's going to be a very difficult match. But um, I, I've seen I've seen miracles happen before. But I also know that the Iran national team has worked hard enough to be able to uh, compete strongly and uh, fiercely against these teams. Because, like I said, if we are emotionally um, con- and if we're if we have the confidence and if we're psychologically ready. No one can stand in our way. We just have to make sure that if we are down one zero, we do not lose mm-hmm. um, momentum.
3: yeah, absolutely. Um, now, when we're speaking about you know this competition and and where Iran can go uh, beyond this competition um, w- what does what needs to be done to to develop this national team further in terms of um, you know, if it's financially or infrastructurally, what needs to be done to really develop this national team to become a regular mainstay in, in this Asian Cup?
2: Um,
1: OK, so I've uh, you know been a part of women's football in Iran since day one, and I have yet to see a youth league or even grassroots league to start they just have you know, some fun tournaments for a couple of days, and that is that. But how are we essentially supposed to develop a strong foundation that will help um, filter you know, ta- talented players to the senior national team. It's very difficult because all of a sudden you have players at the age of 15, 16 uh, joining the national team. And here we are having to start from the beginning of teaching them the basic fundamentals of football. But if you were to teach that and um, you know, input this edu- information and education of football in their head from a very young age, we won't have to keep looking back to basics uh, whenever they are playing at you know under nineteen and senior national team. I think if they're going to start spending money, at least spend it on you know building that league from grassroots level. So there's you know a couple times training a week and a game on the weekend. So we don't have to sit there and teach them you know uh, what what does it mean, what does this formation mean, or what does um, building out from the back mean, or how are you able to you know come out from under pressure. Uh, I, mean, I cannot stress this enough. We need to start investing in the youth.
0: Yes, of course, I agree with that. I mean, um, it really um, matters. The 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 academies matter, and how we develop the players. But also, um, um, from again, from my interview with Fateme uh, the condition of the camps, and also how they prepare the. From, from their lunch and dinner and uh, the whole uh, camp environment uh, that I think needs some um, development and needs to um, be uh, get improved as well.
3: Yeah, I mean, look, we've interviewed a, f- a few players now from the national team, such as Yassaman Faramani, who's also going to be in this squad. You know, Obviously, one of the most important players. Um, we, we have very talented players. There's no doubt about that. The, the issue isn't so much that are we producing players because I think we are producing players. It's just a case of, are they in the right environment uh, to develop? Uh, and that's that the quick answer. To that is no, 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 they're not. They're not in the right environment. It has to be, it has to be a lot better. We have to expect more from them. You know, it's the same with the men's football national team. The men's national team is, is good. There's good players, but there's so much more that he can do. So the federation, uh, us as nation, us as national national team fans, whether it's men or women, uh, football have to expect more from the federation, um, and they have to expect more from themselves, which is the reality of the situation. But they don't do that, so you know you, you can't really you can't you can't really say much. It's it's just just the unfortunate truth. Um, okay, let's go to some Twitter questions that we got. Um, first one comes from Kurush Zahednia. Uh, at tachomanish1378 he asks uh, how good is a national team compared to the others in the group
1: so we will definitely be the underdogs of this um, group but that doesn't mean that we don't have a fighting chance um, I think depending on what's um, Uh, what the objectives of that game are. And uh, depending on what Coach Iran Deuce and Coach Shahbazi do, it's really important to, you know, have a, um, in my opinion, block style defending and uh, to have, uh, you know, to be able to, especially with India, because their wingers are very strong. We, But our strengths also lie in the middle. So we are able to, um, you know, work on our counterattacks and working on, um, you know, attacking chances through the middle. Uh, other than that, I think what is the most important is, um, I've said this a few times before, is that uh, our mental state before a game, uh, the girls should not uh, should not overly stress out. A little stress is always good, but not to be overboard with it. And, uh, you know, overall, I think we do have a fighting chance and it all kind of starts with our very first game versus India. If we're able to come out of that successfully, the momentum will continue throughout the entire tournament.
3: Any predictions, sir. Are-
1: um, with this uh, Thursday
0: game, I'm, I, I'm never good. I mean, I think previously on your podcast, I've, I never did like uh, um, predictions or anything. But again, yeah. um, um, compared to uh, uh, obviously China and China is like 19th in FIFA ranking and uh, uh, India is 50th. We were the last. We were over 70th. And uh, we have young players like 17. Negin is like 17, 18. And um and you're very uh, ex- you know, excited, they are very motivated. First time being in a huge tournament like this. Um, as Cad uh, mentioned, if we come out of this game with good results, I mean, either a draw or not, 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 to, not conceding a lot of goals, I think it would be a good start for the team uh, to do uh, well, at least against a Chinese Taipei.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, last question on Twitter comes from Kai at Kai two thousand four. He asks, how far do you think the women's team will go in this cup realistically?
1: Well, I mean, we have to <laughs> we have to honestly be very honest and transparent with it. The Iran national team did not have a good program when it comes to the friendly matches being uh scheduled in. And that's, uh, whereas all the other teams had uh, great preparation. I, for me, I want them to just play good, do not concede a lot of goals, and to prove to themselves that in the future, they do have the ability to, um, to advance in the rankings. Um, I am hopeful that they will not be uh, in last place in this group. And uh, I think we do have a fighting chance between um, second and third in, in the group stage
3: where do you think we'll finish there
0: um i would say third
3: well look if the if the, the preparation was good i would have probably said uh, you know we have we've got a chance to qualify for the next round but you know why should this ter- team go to a tournament with no friendlies why why should why should that be the case like i don't understand uh, it, to me it's a, it's ludicrous but that's even happened that team that's preparing for a uh, you know an, an inter a continental competition is going with no preparation that is ridiculous but it's just the way it is so yeah I've got to say it would, be di- it would be difficult but you know hopefully they come through with some positive um you know successes in the in the matches okay um guys i really appreciate your time um uh, i really appreciate everyone giving their their thoughts on on this um competition on Iran in the 2022. Women's Asian Cup. Uh, hopefully, um, uh, we can come back after the game against India, having maybe won the game, and then and speak about that. But yeah, I appreciate uh, Kat and sarah's time again.
1: Thank you for having me. Lovely speaking with you, Sahar, too. Same here. Thank you,
0: Arya. Thanks,
1: Kat.
3: Excellent. Okay, so just to finish off, just gonna give you some um, ways to watch the tournament. If you're living in the United States, you can watch on Paramount Plus. If you're living in Australia, you can watch on Network 10. If you're living in the UK or Ireland, you can watch on Free Sports. So I believe that's part of the Premier Sports package. Uh, and then you can watch it on, on CBS, if you're living in Canada. If you're living in Europe, I don't know um, if they're actually gonna stream it yet, but I believe you can still find a stream um, for the matches, uh, whether it's on YouTube or or on different, uh, different websites. And then if you're actually living in India, you can watch it on Eurosport channel so um, we'll we'll try and find links for that uh, and then post on our Twitter uh, when we do Um, thanks again for listening we'll be back after the the match against India we'll also have our podcast uh, before the Iraq match which is going to be played uh, later this month but for now, appreciate everyone's time and see you next time, thank you Hello, my name is Ali Golizadeh and you are listening to
5: Golbazan Podcast.